1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Shark Tank After Show here on after Buzz TV. It's Season 6. It's Episode 27. And today we finally get to talk about not only Shark Tank, but beyond the tank as well. And unfortunately, there is no Steph C here tonight, and uh, she's in Florida. And the one and only, the only camshaft, Cameron Lewis, is sick. Uh, but I do have his thoughts and opinions, and... I am not alone because I am joined by a fresh
2: face here at AfterBuzz TV, Guy David. So everyone's sick. My first day on the job, you chuck me in here. Huge shoes right. to live up to. I'm destined to fail. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Why do you say? <laughs> why do you think you'll fail? I've, I've watched the shows and um, you guys are good. I've got huge <laughs> shoes to fill, but I'll, I'll do my best.
0: <laughs> i th- i think
1: i think you'll do just fine um you know we like to have fun here um we also get serious and all that so um so we will we'll, we'll start with shark tank then we'll get into beyond the tank and then we'll do, uh wrap up with some heidi uh, ho updates um right out of the gate pat boone with zero pollution, his air vehicle they are seeking five million for f- 50%. So that gives them a $10 million valuation. Uh, overall thoughts on, on kind of the, the product,
2: the car, anything like that? Well, the the, the product's unique, and it, it could be great. Um, $5 million, that's probably the biggest they've ever had on Shark Tank. I'm not sure about that, but I think the yeah. previous was $2.5 million. Yeah, it,
1: it certainly is the biggest, but, um, but in terms of equity... I'd have to double-check
2: that, yeah, meaning um, yeah, yeah, what the full valuation is. is. So, I mean, this this is a major investment, even for people like the Sharks. $5 million is not chump change, even for millionaires like them. So, But the product, look, it's very interesting. And I think the Sharks, they, they had good points, that if it's just getting manufactured in Hawaii, it's just limited to that... It, it, People can rip it off, right? People can do it wherever it is. Yeah, I mean, throughout that, America. Yeah,
1: but the, you know, to, to to basically build a proof of concept, to build a model, um, it wouldn't interest me. You know what I mean? If this was something that I wanted to get behind, I'll figure out a way to help fund it. But you know, even if that number is five million, I'd find a way because it's a good idea. But certainly not just for Hawaii. So, so you like this? I, um, I don't know if I'm the biggest, it is a sing single vehicle car, right, the, the most you can put is one person at the moment into it, uh, beyond that, uh, you know, they didn't go into what the plan for that would be, but, uh, yeah, a couple, a couple limitations, it only goes 50 miles an hour, so you can't really ride it on the highway, it only goes for 100 miles, so certainly in LA, uh, you'd be refueling, so to speak,
2: multiple times the one thing i was really impressed with is it's so easy to recharge you just go to one of those you know bike pumps at the gas station airfields where you put your tire in yeah you put that in and that's how it does it so it's very it's very convenient in that regard did you understand it because uh maybe you can explain this
1: because they said it takes four hours to recharge is that the battery? That's the comp. That's the compressor, right? Do you know, that, I, that's that's where I got confused. Of okay, if you if I can just go go to the gas station, or is it four hours?
2: That, that's you've you actually got me on that too because they clearly said that you just go to a an air pump, and that's how you charge the car. But you yeah. don't
1: you don't spend four hours at an air <laughs> I, pump. Right? I would never do just, it. like if I had to do that. I I I I don't know what I'd do. Just, I'd need my own like lackey for this.
2: But I mean, this one of those things that could go either way. So. It was, it was tough for the Sharks, because if this goes off, this could be huge. You know, it's similar to the electric car thing. I worry it's a little too similar to that in some mm-hmm. regards. But um, it's a unique concept. But um, I don't know. What do you think? Robert investing in it, $5 million? I think Robert's the right Shark. I mean, he is a car guy. Um, and
1: it is contingent upon taking it to the U.S. market. It makes no sense, because even Mar- Mark was right. Saying you know why don't you just go why don't you watch the uh, the Tata guys the, ta- the the guys the guys that are selling it elsewhere oh yeah in see India. their mo- yeah <laughs> see their model of it see how they're doing it and learn from them and then that, that to me you know they don't own the the product itself and that's what kind of I dislike you know they're they're taking them they're, they're almost in a way licensing something that, that is existing but it's not theirs, I, I
2: don't like that idea. Mm. And I, I think that's why Robert played this beautifully because there's a huge contingency here. If, if this can't be nationwide, he's not doing this Hawaii thing, he's mm. not in the deal. He's not giving up his $500, million, no. uh, 500 five. Five million. So, um, And if he does get that, I think it's a good investment. So I think Robert really came out with a good deal here, even though it's a lot of money. And you're right, he is the perfect shark. I mean he loves cars he has a great collection himself have you ever looked yeah. it up i've i've not seen his full collection but i i mean i've, I've seen him drive around it, it, it's pretty impressive stuff so he seems like a good fit and i'm very interested to see what mm-hmm. happens in the updates with this yeah this
1: this will certainly be interesting i mean it, it could be a game changer or it might not be we'll we'll certainly
2: find out um it's the beauty of Shark Tank, too. I just can't wait to see this thing in the, on the road, this little one-person, you're all cramped in there going on air. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's,
1: it's going to take a bit because, um, you know, they have to get it tested for the U.S., and they don't have one of the biggest things. That, they don't have a crash test report. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I don't care what country you are, that's, that's a
2: major, major thing to have. Yeah. They, they said to have a crash test report, you actually have to crash the car and they haven't manufactured enough to actually crash the car. But what do you think about the, just quickly, what do you think about the price? $10,000? Even I can afford that. I think that's, (laughs) that's a great price. Um, I thought it was going to be one of those ridiculously high priced, you know, cars, but 10 grand? It seems cheap. I don't know. 10 grand is very, I mean, for that type of car,
1: now to be fair, again, you have to kind of look at it. You're only get there's you can't fit two people in there. I don't know what the grocery situation is like, where you know how
2: how much like packing room you have. So you also have to weigh that in. Mm. And I mean, again, the crash thing's a big concern because you could get like squashed in that thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's almost especially in the U.S. Uh, it, it's
1: almost like um, this ever ever constant cycle of the only for me the only real reason people almost have you SUVs is because everyone else has a SUV and if you get into car crash and you're in a tiny car like this and you get hit by let's say a Hummer good luck <laughs> i don't care how how well, like what
2: the what the Test results say you're going to get decked by that Hummer. You know, I get freaked out just driving next to them because we don't have them in Australia where I'm from, all these big, massive cars. So I've when I'm still intimidated looking at them here when I'm driving these things, yeah. you're, you're gone. Yeah. You don't stand a chance. So that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, so uh, th- th- there's a lot of things to consider. So,
1: um, you know, uh, but y- certainly, like, yeah, they have, the, they were talking about a golf cart. They were talking about all of these things. So uh, there's other applications for it as
2: well beyond just a regular car this is one of the most i'm interested in seeing what happens next with because you're either you're either going to know it or you're not going to know it because you're going to see it
1: yeah and it might take it might take a year or two to get out into the market but um but i love products that redefine an industry that really change something you know uh, no offense to cupcakes and this and that like it's great but it doesn't
2: redefine a generation or potentially like this has a lot of potential no i I agree with you and you you put it much more eloquently than me but that's what i was trying to get at something that is a game changer you know and you can say we saw that on shark tank now it's a it's everywhere
1: yeah absolutely
2: so there you go um uh i i still don't know the name like is it zero pollution or is it the air car i know it's we'll call it the air car zero pollution motors is the company and the air car is the car that's yeah. what I believe, anyway. Um,
1: yeah, we need a better name, like Toyota, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like, I mean, get I mean, get a bit more creative than that, right? <laughs> yeah. Although it says what it is, so there's uh, there's no question of that. So you can argue that is a good title. All right, up next we have the dental hygienist, we have the mom, the fitness instructor, the paleo diet
2: female with her own paleo diet bars did you see her muscles by the way she is she's, she's ripped. ripped yeah she I, I was that was a big selling point there um i'm a big believer in the paleo diet you I, are, I, are do you do you practice it I, it I practice it for a day and then i get sucked into pizza and all the good stuff so i break <laughs> it but i do believe in it and what i've heard is you know the caveman the meats the nuts the stuff like that it's it's the way to go yeah. um but I, th- you mentioned it while we were watching the the fact that it's a bar, just you you didn't like that. Why? I first and foremost, there's so many
1: protein bars and and you know even like the Nutrigrain bars and things like that. Like yeah, they're healthy, but um, when I think of paleo and I, I think of di- I want a meal and to kind of it, to, it almost feels like this weird diet supplement of like hey, eat this bar, you know, and it, it feels cheap to me. When uh, to me the 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 right form of getting healthy is eating good meals, and that's what she was trying to preach. And to just have a bar, it's not exciting. No, that's what I originally, I a meal.
2: Yeah, that's what I originally thought. The paleo diet. The beauty of it is, you can eat a meal. You eat chicken and vegetables. You eat a steak and vegetables. You, it's it's eating meals, not getting in stuck into these protein bar phases and stuff like that, which is quite common. But that seems to be what she's trying to do here. Take the paleo bar. And what it sounds like she's re- it's just a nut bar, really. Yeah. It's I mean, just it's got pro it, it's got egg whites. It's
1: every every one of these bars kept having egg whites. Um and but go to go to 7-Eleven, go to any gas station and whatever and I see there's an entire rack Dedicated to protein bars. Yeah, the comp is—it's just too much. It's a very, very tough market, and and you know I'll have them and things like that. But I look at it as just a piece of fuel, not as like
2: something to enjoy. Yeah, and as you said, the market's saturated. I'm I'm on the road a lot, and I Mm -hmm. don't have time to get meals, so I do the protein bar thing quite a bit. So there's a need there, but again, it's it's a saturated market. There's so many types that. I'm never going to look at this one and just, it won't stand out to me unless they get the packaging right or really advertise it well. I don't know, but that's my biggest problem with that. And when you think Paleo Diet, you think meals. So she wanted, what did she want? She wanted 150 for 20%, which is, I I would say it's fair. Yeah, her sales to date were 135K. She was in over 350 brick-and-mortar stores. And one of her key points here was that Dr. Lorraine... Cordoni? Cordane. Cor- yeah, Cord- Cordane is, is, is apparently like the founder of the paleo diet. I didn't know there was an original founder. I thought the caveman was. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, um, I actually Googled him and it says founder. So he endorses it and he's actually a 5% owner of it, which, you know, thought, I thought that would give us some clout when approaching the sharks.
1: I, I, I it's interesting enough because it's one of those things like um is he endorsing it could anybody go up to him with the right idea you know and as long as it kind of fits this criteria because he's getting royalty and he's got equity so he's taken care of it's not like he's just doing it altruistically
2: mm, yeah um and then therein kind of lies the question for me um so you're worried he's just an endorsement, pretty much. He's just collect- he's just collecting a royalty from it. Yeah, it's like just- it's like a celebrity that would, you know, that would just endorse like you're a sponsor. That's yeah. it. Yeah. she uh, well she really let herself down, according to most of the sharks, when she just she just lost her way a bit. Did you feel mm-hmm. it? She got a little emotional, she got scattered, she didn't know what direction she was going in. There was no clear plan there.
1: Yeah, it, it-
2: you know, uh you got to you
1: got to just dedicate yourself to um to your business. Uh Robert kind of mentioned touched upon it a little bit, but in past episodes he said, you know, uh his friend used to do the 100 meter uh dash and and he's like almost pretty much a world record holder, you know, not in the world but maybe in whatever. He's basically good. And Robert wanted to do um a 5k with him and the guy's like, "No." He's like, "But you're in good shape." And the guy said to Robert, no, I do the 100 meters, and that's what I'm good at. I don't do anything beyond that. Interesting. I like it. So he's very much, that's his thing. And so with her, she's a dental hygienist. She's a fitness instructor. She's doing this, you know, the mom thing. I don't think you she can't escape that, you know, and not in a bad way. It just is what it is, and that's obviously your responsibility. But being a hygienist and a fitness
2: instructor, you have to let that go. And just you know, reiterating your point here, that's exactly what Robert said. He said, "Be great at one thing, not multiple things." Yeah, and that's what she's lacking right there. So, and that was also Damon's um, advice too. She said, just said he was she was scattered. She was yeah. scattered, didn't have direction. But I just. Laurie just didn't like the taste neither did Mark which <laughs> it's tough it's tough it's a national show very yeah. popular show just saying flat out i don't like the taste i don't like this in their defense um
1: there isn't a bar that i've had a protein bar where i typically um i got to drink it with water i got to drink it with juice anything to like actually make it go down because i hate the taste mm. so it's not really tell. It, it, in all fairness it, it's not a break, make or break thing for me because i'm not used to a good tasting bar
2: there isn't one that's is what i'm requ- saying. there isn't a healthy one it yeah. requires all the good stuff you know the yeah. sugars the the good stuff in life which is why i've got this gut here but that's for, <laughs> that's for another time but um did she? Did she get any offers?
0: No, no she she, she walked
1: away with no deal, which is very tough for her to take. I mean, here's the thing: I think uh, I think she can walk away from this experience, and, and she can take it, and I think it'll be good for her. I think she will find her own success, but it, it gave her the clarity: like you just need to focus. It's too early right now,
2: and you can be a success, but just right now, you're not. You're not proven. And the, the mo- most of the people that don't. How get deals go on to be successful just from the sheer magnitude of the Shark Tank, and they learn because they get mm-hmm. these questions thrown at them, which are typical questions from an investor by yeah. the sharks, and they learn from that. They learn from their mistakes. They take their advice. So look, I'm sure this will. I'm sure this will do well. Um, I, I think it will. I think so. I th- you know, and and I think
1: she deserves that sort of success. I think uh, she. Her heart's in the right place. She just needs to, to focus a little bit more and, and she'll do well. Just quickly, not for you? Uh, I'd buy it. You know, I'm sure if I see it. Um, honestly, I'm not brand loyal in any regard towards it. Mm. I just, I just go down that aisle. Like I said, that's probably a mile long. Whatever happens to be closer, whatever happens to be eye grabbing. Sometimes I mix it up and I'm just like, you know what? This is new. Let me try this. Mm. So I'm probably
2: not the right client. I look at calorie and protein. That's what I look at. It just sounds right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, certainly better requisites than me. All right. Uh, we have the world's best bait in the world. Uh, we have him coming in at $75,000 for 20% equity
2: stake in these bait things. I thought this was when he first came in I thought this was a definite seller. I'm like this is a unique idea coming from a world record holder who caught hmm. the biggest what was it? The, the biggest striped bass, the biggest striped bass in history using his product. I mean what a great sell right there. Absolutely, authenticity. And he's done it like 3 times or something and he's he's taken the sound, he's he's replicated the sound that fish are attracted to. I'm not a fisherman. Did I get that right? Or I'm, I'm not <laughs> either. I mean, you know,
1: I, I love how uh, he had the humble brag. No one's as smart as me. I mean, he's he's really done his research, and he seems like he, he's not just a fisherman. He knows the science of fish. You know, it's almost like you have to be a biologist in some ways to, to be really that good. Yeah. So
2: this started very well for me. I thought this is this is this is a good one. He's got his fac- he's got his basis down. He's he's he sold this really well. Then the sales, just, I don't know what happened. It just, he's had seven, he sold 7,000 in three years, two years. I think, I think, two. I think Damon threw out three years, but I think it's two years that he's been doing this, is what he said. Which is a total of 55K, he said. So, I mean, he's only been doing them at trade shows and he's been sending them himself. So he hasn't really marketed yet, but that's still sort of a red flag, you know, after two years... Maybe you should have marketed a bit better. Thought of ways to really get these sales up because, I don't know, your thoughts? One of two
1: ways. Um, Honestly, I felt like, for me, he should have either gone with, with Mr. Wonderful, right? You just license this and you don't worry about it ever again for the rest of your life or you make this like a small hobby you find you find some company that can make these so you don't have to because he's been making them on his own Hmm. and you make this a small business of yours that supports everything else do you need sales to be in the one million range no but let's say let's say uh you know each year this this brings an average income of thirty thousand dollars for you and let's say it can grow to a hundred thousand even that a hundred thousand a year that's a nice salary in addition to everything else that you're doing. And
2: definitely. For your own business? Yeah. yeah.
1: And it, so, you know, and, you know, you don't need to bring in any more people that way. It is, again, it's just kind of your small business that helps support you. So there's one of two ways if you want to go about it in that way. And both are, to me, are respectable.
2: Not to Mr. Wonderful because show me the money there, but. Yeah. He was put in a tough situation. I mean, you've got Mark giving you a good offer. 80 grand, 33% good offer it's Mark Cuban but he's saying you listen to what even Kevin has to offer I'm out and we do know from recent history Kevin does make some tough offers he offers loans he -hmm. almost always offers a royalty he's he's a very you know strict investor so that was that was the little that was the concern I had him living listening to kevin but you're not you would have gone with him there's there's a difference
1: in the regard of um it's one thing if he has to pay royalty to kevin out of something that he needs to make if if they license all these things this guy has to do nothing so, so just everyone's, sit just, back. that's it. But again, if, if out of, you know, one of the biggest things that investors always say is, uh, you can't take money out. You need, you need the capital early on. Mm. This guy, if we get a license, there is no capital that he needs. It's just now income to him. That's it. Um, so it's not going to be a, a loan deal and it's not going to be, uh, it's going to be a royalty deal. And furthermore, I think he could have gone and said to Mr. Wonderful, like, Hey, uh
2: I'll take this deal, it's contingent upon the fact that you get it licensed. I, I always wonder why the sharks do that sometimes because some it's almost unfair. Sometimes they let you know the person presenting listen to every single shark's offer. Then other times all of a sudden they'll throw this curveball and you have Mark saying you even hear his offer, I'm out. There's there's that inconsistency there. I'm going off topic a little bit, but I'm just I always wonder why. That's a bit unfair on the guy. He doesn't it, even get to listen to Kevin's offer. Tough it situation. It is unfair, and you're right. And it, it um,
1: it's it's one of the, here's the thing. It's uh, part of the part in the past that's strategic, but because it's like if 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 I really want to make a deal with you, then you know you as soon as you start thinking about other offers, your mind gets cloudy,
2: and so I don't want I mean, that. You're from completely you. right. Mark wanted it. He didn't want. To him to listen at all no um, they are investors they are sharks <laughs> yeah so again is it fair probably not is it business yes so what are you gonna do yeah so so he walked away with the deal for markford 80k 33 percent success however you would have gone with mr wonderful i in my mind yes i think i would have gone with mr wonderful uh, yeah, I think I, I would have stuck with Mark, but I'm. I'm too, yeah, I was a bit nervous. Too close <laughs> for comfort for me losing that, but yeah, what you make the licensing point? Makes
1: I, sense. I think you really know. I, I don't. I don't think there's much to lose, regardless of what Kevin's offering. You know, um, so even if it was fifty percent right, like it's still you don't have to lift the finger for the rest of your life, and you get. A paycheck every month. Gosh, I want that. <laughs> it's, uh, they call that royalty or they call it uh, residuals in this bill. We'll just sit back and watch. Whew. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so we're coming up on the last uh, last of the last in the Shark Tank episode, Frame
2: Re. They are seeking $150,000 for 3.5%. And Damon was not happy as soon as they walked out with that he was he was he was frustrated he wanted three and a half percent. These guys are sharks they're investors they're multi millionaires the, is it worth their time? Why would you go out and offer three and a half percent if you really want an investment
1: that's so specific, so oddly specific too three and a half yeah, yeah. Just,
2: where'd it, they get it from
1: <laughs> Nowhere. they just, they just yeah it's well i will tell you, because typically um for you know uh when you bring people on board um to to work as employees you know and let's say you can't you know a lot of times you can't pay your employees um mm-hmm. you know for for a lot of startups of course, yep. so their whole thing is equity right so you and I are doing a startup I'll offer you typically 3% is about what you would get Um, a lot of celebrities, you know, will get in the one to three percent range for endorsing a
2: product early on. You're right. That was a celebrity endorsement type of deal. You go out, put on your social media page, advertise it, wear it, whatever you do. We'll give you three percent. Yeah, and it honestly, what it doesn't, it doesn't show wiggle room. Like, um,
1: you know, a lot of times the sharks are like, you know, they'll bend down. Just to get the deal, or they'll have, you know, they'll say, come on, are we, do we really have to nickel and dime this? Like, you know, uh, and the, the, the people in the tank, they'll go up to a certain price that the, um, sharks want. And 3.5 just shows to me no wiggle room. They should just, at least say, start at five. Three and a half. So
2: ask for, <laughs> more, ask for more money if you want to, like, just whatever, but, but, is just so low so as as soon as i saw this i thought "Mm, last one of the episode they're asking three and a half percent their sales must be astronomical i mean they're going to make a statement here you know because as we're saying three and a half percent but then they're only doing pre-orders and they've only had 70k so that didn't make much sense to me either so i was a little bit perplexed as was some of the sharks but um the product itself what did you think of it I'm not a glasses guy. Do you wear glasses, contacts, nothing?
1: No No contacts, no glasses. Um, I'm starting to pick up on your accent. (laughs) Do
2: you you understand Uh, me? That's the most important thing. I do, I do. (laughs) Um, You know, I'll wear sunglasses,
1: but even that, to me, it's not like a thing I do normally. It's just very, I'll only typically wear sunglasses in a car so I can actually drive. But beyond that, I don't.
2: Yeah. I've actually got told I should start wearing sunglasses more because I've got a teriginum in my eye or something, which is from not wearing sunglasses and the sun hitting it. So that's something mm-hmm. I've got to get better at. But it shows how much experience I have with sunglasses <laughs> right yeah. there that I'm hurting myself. But it seemed, it seemed like an interesting product. You get three frames and two sets of lenses for $500 in a pack. You can switch them out very easy you just sort of click them out it looked like the sharks found it no problem changing it so it's it's a good product it's just I like the idea you know because you know they said
1: I have different shirts I have different pants why can't we have this Lori said there's other products out there
2: like it yeah and she didn't she questioned the patent straight away that patent pending she said there's no way this patent can be approved and you know this is this is a person who happens to be an expert on patents it's exactly. You're messing with the wrong person there if you're questioning her. So, I mean, that doesn't mean she can't be wrong, but
1: obviously it's going to be tough to, to disprove her. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, go against her. And it's one of the, you know, when this early on, right, you, you mentioned the pre-sales thing. It's great that they have $70,000. Guess what? They're all pre-sales. So people might not like them, first and foremost. Uh You also want... Customer return, so you don't know how many of them will be returning, and right now you don't know your
2: customer acquisition costs. Yeah, there's just so much they don't know, and they're asking for they're evaluating their company at four million dollars. That's too much, that's outrageous. I just and it was a little bit of a weird presentation. Well, one guy s- just stood there mute, he, he didn't say a word until Kevin made a joke <laughs> at him and called him a silent partner. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, <laughs> but, um. So it was a weird presentation. One guy did the talking. They've evaluated it weird. But they're doing something right because it's a good product. They've got it up and running. And I even liked on the website they had this virtual try-on thing. I've never seen that before where you can virtually try your glasses on, which is a unique com- concept. And obviously it takes some work to do. So obviously smart guys, they're just the, – the pitch, it didn't – I was waiting for that big explosion of why this is a good product, why they're only – I think –
1: you know, uh, I think it is a good product, but they're only they were there for the exposure. Yeah, that's it. They didn't want a deal,
2: and Damon was adamant about that. He said, "You're only here to be exposed. You don't come in and offer three and a half percent." And he was he was disturbed about it, but they did get an offer, which which I was very surprised about. <laughs> yeah, and I well, was even more was coming from Kevin. To be honest, why is that? Why is it always? I, he, he's the guy that is just he's hard. You don't find that? Well, he is hard just, because uh, he'll make a, f- in his mind, a fair deal. He's the, I always saw him, he's not the creative guy. He doesn't, he's all about sales, return of investment. He's a very smart investor, but he doesn't like, he never appealed to me as the one that looks into the future. He just looks at the sales. Will I get my money back? I'll invest. So I didn't think he'd be the one giving them an offer, even though it was very, I mean, it was a loan. It was a 150k loan and he wanted 450k back. And what, what, $25 a box sold, a case yep. sold. So it is a deal. I mean, it's not a great one, but what would you expect? And he said, I take the three and a half percent just for me, Mr. Wonderful. Now, yeah. <laughs> Which, that's why I love him. I mean, um, it's, not,
1: it's, not a, it's not a great deal. I mean, again, if, if you wanted the money, if you need the money, um, it's not a bad deal, and that I've, these are all custom made. So, you know, he's Mister Wonderful will be getting a return based off of every time you sell something. So, you've made that sale already. I don't think there's a there's a high risk in that regard of you know. uh that you need to all of a sudden... Because if I make shirts, right, I come up with a, a shirt line, then I have to guess, okay, how many smalls, how many mediums and larges I'm going to make, and I have to house this stuff and whatever else. This is custom made. So you're already... You, you don't lose that on, on the packaging and whatever. whatever um, I'm losing the
2: actual word that it's called. But Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I think I suck as a businessman. I'm not a businessman. So my opinion is really... You know, irrelevant here. But I always think to myself, what would I do in their situation? And just the word "loan" scares me, uh, just from a business standpoint, because it's a loan. You owe the money back, mm. and you own it at whatever percent of interest this is. I'm not even sure. Um, but it is an offer, and it's Mr. Wonderful, and you know, I probably would have taken a punt there because it is a shark, and I, I think I would have gone for it. You not sure? <laughs>
1: I wouldn't have gone for it. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I wouldn't have gone for it from an investor side because I didn't like. I don't know. Uh, I don't think they're going to get the patent. If Lori's telling me there's similar products out there already, okay, so their lens things are slightly better. But
2: so what? Mm. Mm. I don't. know. I mean, just the just having a shark on your side. I don't know. It just feels having a guy that's made that sold a company for four billion dollars on just. That's sort of warming for me, <laughs> in some regard. Yeah, but here uh, the the issue becomes. I mean, with that, it's a loan
1: deal, right? So, yeah. it's it, he's not really going to do much. And and a lot of times, what you find is, you know, there's a lot of people who make investments on many, many things, and you have a portfolio of, let's say, of 100. And a lot of times, you know, if I'm if I'm the person with this large portfolio, I'm going to focus on my top three people things Mm. and you know all you realistically out of that portfolio i just need three three things to actually hit to make money back on every single one of them so 97 of them could be huge it could be losses but they're not that detrimental and no i'm not going to focus on them i'm going to focus on my top three or top 10 whatever the case may be and i'm going to get my uh investment back that way and the rest could be flops and i don't care
2: So just quickly, you were these guys, you came in the shark tank, what would you have asked the sharks for? I think a better price would have been
1: $150,000 for 20%.
2: Yeah, I would have gone somewhere around 20, 25.
1: I think that seems a lot more reasonable. And if they wanted to, if they honestly wanted to argue that, uh, that I was overvaluating the company, then we could have, and then we, and then we could have negotiated on a
2: price, but at least that shows, oh, at least that's a much more realistic call. Now, if you were one of the sharks and they came in and gave you that evaluation, asked for three and a half percent, whatever they asked for, what do you think? Do you immediately think they're arrogant doing that with the sales or what impression does that give you of the, of the, of them? It, it
1: tells me they're here for the exposure. Yeah. Yep. There's yeah. There's no way. They're here, They. here. I don't think they wanted to make a deal. And I'm surprised that Mark, because he's usually the one that says, get out, you're just here for the exposure. I'm surprised that he actually fought against them. He defended
2: them one. a bit. I was surprised at that, too. Yeah. But, yeah, the weight of the other shark's voices overpowered even his. And I, I think it would have been, you know, I think
1: to test the waters, a simple thing, maybe they did this and just didn't actually show it in the episode, would have been like, okay, listen. What's a more realistic number that you're willing to go up to in terms of equity, $450,000? Are you willing to go up to five? Are you willing to go up to 10? You know, what are you willing to budge on?
2: Yeah. 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 I agree. And I, I think they would have, you know, 20% you take that, 25% you take that. Yeah. I just think they made a mistake from the start. <laughs> I, here's the thing. Is it a mistake? I don't think so because they got what they wanted. They got exposure. Oh, okay. You're saying this? Yeah, they are strictly there for the exposure. They got their exposure to the millions of people watching around the world. That's they're it. on their way up. Yeah, which does happen. It, it's, it does happen. And this
1: things, you know, uh, these episodes get repeated too. Mm. You know, so not as much as uh, some other shows, but they get, these get repeated. So trust me, they're they're not going away, and for better or worse. <laughs> So, we've talked Shark Tank, but now we must talk about Beyond the Tank. This was, uh, that's right. Um, let me, uh, I'll start with, uh, let me me pull up uh, Cameron's thoughts real fast as I do this. Okay. So, uh, Cameron Lewis says, Bubba is my favorite and I want ribs. I'm worried about the long-term future of Tipsy Elves. And the bottle, the
2: water bottle kit is amazing. Ultimately, I wish the show was a little bit more gritty, though. I've waited for this show for a while because I've always wondered, and I think the most of the American people have wondered what happens after the deal's done. So it's a perfect show. Um, So, great show. Um, I'm actually with him. I was a little disappointed by it. It just didn't go into the... It had a, you know, they met the shark, they went through their sales, they went through a plan. I wanted a, maybe it's been greedy, I wanted a bit more in depth. I wanted straight after the shark tank. What do they do? Who do they sit down with? Are there lawyers there? How do they approach it? What do they tell them to go do? It's yeah. just the really deep. I wanted to see the real aspect of it. And I didn't quite get to see that. And it is tough to put it into a one-hour episode and get it all on camera, obviously. And
1: especially they're divided it into, you know, multiple P-E-B- yeah, it's not like you're just focusing on one person or one business. We got multiple.
2: Yeah, multiple sharks to show. So I understand it was tough. Um, it was very interesting to see how the businesses were doing and what sort of traffic they got after Shark, uh, shark Tank. I mean, Tipsy Elves has become a ten million dollar business, yeah. which is just in I've such seen a their shot, it's So it's so staggering to me. Yeah. Um, and now. I mean, they're doing they're, they're doing the right thing. Tipsy Ls, Christmas sweaters, you can't make, you can't keep, you, they want to make it a $50 million business, and they can't make it a $50 million business just selling Christmas sweaters. So they, they're they going to the next step, which is expanding into T-shirts, other forms of sweaters. Um, and it was interesting how one of them, I've forgotten their names, one of them is full-time tipsy Ls, but the other is a, He's a dental.
1: dentist? Yeah, he he works in dentistry. I forget if he's
2: a hygienist as well. He yeah, has something like that. But it sounds like he's making good money. Like, he's doing pretty well for himself. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I forget what
1: the full number... You know, he was a lawyer too. And I believe he said he was
2: making $170,000 a year. Yeah, that, that was my next point. That's insane. So, how, I mean, how did he get to quit his job making $170,000 know, a and work full-time? Yeah. But the other guy just works at dental hygienists and sees it all from Skype, has a meeting every now and then. It just seems completely unfair. What happened there?
1: Yeah, that's... You know, so even if you're... Let's say, like, to even, like, be in the realm of discussion of, of leaving your job, not leaving your job, like, and in, in, especially with this balance, you'd have to be at least making 300 grand a year as this dentist for me to yeah. even consider it. Because, again, because I could... if I was making $25,000 and I gave up my job, then it's like, okay, very easy. Like, oh, of course, you know, it's very easy for you to give up your job, but I got to support everything.
2: Mm. And But yeah, that was the first thing that stuck out to me about tipsy L's. Obviously, they're doing very well. And I was also, I didn't get the answer to this, but why didn't Robert direct him to quit his job from the start? He ended up quitting his job and going full-time, but it wasn't after until they went to Toronto, met with Robert, had a recap, I mean, surely Robert saw that one guy gave up a hundred and seventy grand lawyer job and the other guy's still working, talking from Skype. I didn't think he'd sort of allow that to be that out of proportion, you know? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I'm sure it's something that
1: they've... A couple of things. Something that they've talked about. Um, but at the end of the day, Robert's not necessarily going to check in every single day um, on these various things. So it could have just been like, okay, he told them and it just didn't happen. And finally, when they're all in, in a room together, it's like, okay, listen, you've got, you want this to be a fifty million dollar business, you can't do this. Mm. And his number one point was that he spent ten years in school to to become a dentist. Yeah, that's all wonderful, <laughs> but doesn't matter. Like that, <laughs> it's it, it a ten million dollar business now. That's right. And if if you honestly, you can always go back to that in your life. You have the knowledge. Yes, technology will change and evolve, but you can always return.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's got the education. He's had the experience. He can go back to it. This is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, There were a few questions, simple questions I wanted to see which still weren't answered for me, like exactly how often do they speak to Robert, stuff like that. He's a very busy man. Mm Mm-hmm. They never answered that. They showed they were going to Toronto to meet him, but they never said how often they communicate with him, how much influence does he actually have over the business, who's advising them. I remember listening on the radio the other day, a guy randomly called up and they started speaking about Shark Tank. And it turned out the guy had a company that Mark Cuban invested in. He went on Shark Tank. And I remember he was ultra impressed with Mark Cuban. He said, "Any, this guy is one of the busiest men alive. But every time I send him an email, he will personally answer me within five minutes every time i send call him, he will personally call me back within five ten minutes, which is why he 's so impressive mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to see a bit more of that with in in beyond the tank but i'm not really sure how they do it what 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 were your thoughts what how hey, no, did no, it come abso- you absolutely i think I think that's uh, that's absolutely wonderful i you know
1: you just want certain Right now, we're getting the emotional aspect of it, but it, it. I think it would be okay to kind of make it more educational and factual in that regard. Because I would say, you know, I'm sure they have quarterly meetings in Toronto. That's what I would do. Yep. I, you know, depending, if this is Roberts, one of his most successful um, investments in the Shark Tank, then it's not beyond like, hey, every week we have, you know, a 30-minute call. And if you're the tipsy elves,
2: you'd want to be able to, to have that conversation with Robert every single week, exactly, and they probably do, but that's the stuff I they still didn't answer to me, yeah. which I wanted answered. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know it's stuff like that. I want to know.
1: Yeah. So I, I yeah, beyond ten- it was fun to see, but it wasn't as great as as I wanted to be. Um, in terms of, uh, he's sixteen now.
2: The, Jim t- the- That was one of the most impressive speaking kids I've ever seen. I mean, if I could speak one word like him, I'd be very impressed. He is just, his business sense, he's well-spoken, he's smart, and he's 16. And it's it's warring to me, being twice his age, you know? Yeah. What, what did you think? Or maybe it's just Americans. I don't know. Maybe it's, these no, Australians no. are backwards. Trust
1: <laughs> me. He, uh, he's, he's definitely a rare instance. Um, I think his future for the, I think, uh, I don't think he has to go to college. I don't think he should go to college. I completely agree. I mean, you know, there's some people that just. He's doing what he needs to be. He's self-educated and he should just continue this business. And if he, the, if there's stuff that he wants to learn, I think he can get an education. I'm not saying to stop his education, but I don't think college is, is the way. And, uh, he should continue the success of this. I mean, to, to, to get himself into
2: stores on his own. It's, 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 rem- 16. It's, it's, it's remarkable. And you hear businessmen saying all the time, you learn in business every day. You learn mm-hmm. more than you do at college. He's 16 and he's doing all this now. Imagine when he's 20, he's still illegal. He still can't go to a bar. But yeah. he he's he'll have this empire going for him. It's it was it was very impressive and it made me think I've got to better myself. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well we all
1: do, you know. At the end of the day, we all do. I think I think he I think right now he's doing a lot and it's great. Um I think he needs to find a like-minded person, which is
2: very very tough. And, yeah, what was also interesting is he got hit hard when he went in the tank because he was doing very well. And then as soon as he said that my parents took out a mortgage on their house to fund my business, the Sharks just went, nah. red flag, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. They all went out. That can, the kid's 16, that can really hurt a kid. The realization that my parents took a mortgage out on their house, the Sharks hated it. I'm a failure, my parents don't have as much money because of it. Yeah. and the way he responded, if you put that in perspective, it's quite unbelievable what, what he's doing now, and he's actually paid back his parents' mortgage so that yeah. was that was one, that was one of the best parts of Beyond the tank for me seeing that I think absolutely I think um this
1: this was the story of the night for me um, and you know it, I also like the idea that he went into the tank thinking that it almost showed his dedication to the cause and to have it be thrown in his face in that way, it was not a reaction he was prepared for at all, and he didn't know, you know, and he felt
2: that was the main reason why he couldn't get a deal. He said that. He said I was stumped. I did not see that coming at all. No. And but he's he's just come out better for it story tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um
1: Bubba's ribs. I thought this was an interesting story. Um I, I felt bad for Bubba but It also, uh, it also did concern me. There's a lot of weight that was put on by Damon, not because of the co-packer, but because he said, like, this is, this is something, this could be my best business ever.
2: It was sort of a backhanded compliment. He was sort of motivating him, but also at the same time saying, you better get this right or I'm out. You could be here, but right now you're here. And one of the biggest mistakes he made is, not going with the co-packer um, Damon recommended, which why on earth he didn't, I don't know. If Damon has a recommendation, he's investing in my business, I go with him. Instead, he went with another co-packer and he got himself in all sorts of trouble and couldn't handle the enormous amount of orders, no. which he said, he said, one day I'm doing a few hundred dollars, the next day a $100,000 worth of orders comes in, just overnight. I mean, yeah. No one can prepare for that. So... You have to at least go with what Damon says. It's times like that he's needed. And you know, in, in that regard, uh,
1: Damon, he's not going to get upset at you. If something goes wrong, then you can go directly at Damon. Like, hey, what's going on here? This is your person, right? Yeah. So
2: how is Damon going to get upset at you for going with what he said? You want it to be Damon's mistake. You don't want it to be your mistake because you ignored Damon's advice. Yeah. That's a tragic business move, especially with, you know, pride driven, very confident, successful sharks you're dealing with here. You're not just yeah. dealing with anyone, but that business could be huge if he gets it right. And you know,
1: I, I feel like the, uh, the new Jersey, um, food packaging place is the right spot for them. Why they couldn't find each other faster, I don't know. But I'm glad they did, and and uh, I thought that was a nice little plug for them as, as it was for Bummer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some good stuff to come out of it. He's on the right track. He's just got to get it right, you know? And to be fair, I don't know if you need... They did the whole taste test of sauce, no sauce. I think you could do both. You just need to figure out what the split is. I thought that was interesting, too, why they had to do that. Why couldn't they do both exactly? I again, I think you still I think I don't discredit the taste test,
1: but you know you go and you look at okay thirty seven percent like no sauce, the rest like sauce. so okay, let's test it out over time at this store. Maybe we do some tests elsewhere and that's the divide. maybe it's forty and sixty, sixty for the sauce, forty for the no sauce and and you you build it and you figure out and by the way, the you know as you get to know the market more, we couldn't because we couldn't package any of this, but um there's certain there could be certain regions of of the country there could be certain stores in regions that again now the the number of sauce gets bumped to eighty percent at a certain location
2: versus twenty percent no sauce so you, you figure these things out yeah and it's still another thing I didn 't know why that they did that. it just jumped to that quickly in the episode. So, I don't, Damon didn't recommend it. They didn't, they didn't really talk about it. All of a sudden, they're just at the, the store. Was it all? What was it? I don't even know. And just, just doing the source, no source test. So, it just came out of nowhere. I just want to know.
1: I think it a came out, deeper. It I'm,
2: came out of, of, as a requisite
1: for their co-packer. But I just find like, if this is, I don't know. To me, it's, I, I feel like just a good co-packer is going to be able to do both. Mm. And I don't know, maybe it's my naiveness, but it's also, I, I know it's been my, my naiveness towards these type of questions that's also driven answers when it's like, no, we're going
2: to do both. Yeah. If you're
1: not a company that can handle both, you're not the company for me.
2: Yeah. Well, what I got out of it, this, the, the biggest problem I had is the co-packer. W- why didn't, you just go with Damon's co-packer. Why don't I they know. just work it out right then? Why do they have to go through all this process which is hurting the business? I just I And don't if there were concerns, you just
1: bring up to Damon like, "Hey, I feel like with your co-packer, these are the issues that I would have. By the way, these are things that I would have for any co-packer, so Damon, if you can tell me they can deliver on these things, we're good to go." So anyway, they got their co-packer, they're good.
2: I, f- I feel like we're gonna, we got to get some ribs soon. <laughs> and there's something about bone ribs that I just like getting. I just like eating them off the bone. I'm not sure about boneless ribs. Does it take away the masculinity of eating ribs or something? Or I just, you I just lost my mind here. You certainly can't pick. Like I like to pick it up by the bone. Exactly, and I like to. Maybe it's the carnivore in me, but yeah. I'm not sure boneless ribs. I was never sure about it, but it's obviously doing very well. It's. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I, you know what? And part of it's the taste. It
1: tastes. Like whatever he did tastes great. So Um Last bit of update is Heidi Ho that was in the actual Shark Tank episode. Heidi Ho, um, she had a hundred and forty thousand dollars worth of sales. Now she's got close to seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of sale there and three hundred whole foods. Um Yeah, you know what, uh, not I say this a lot,
2: probably not the product for me, but I'm glad she's doing well. I'm not gonna lie, I'm jealous i'm jealous it's 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 huge numbers going from where she was to where she is now and in 300 whole foods the product's extremely interesting again because we're living in this you know health self-conscious what you eat sort of worlds you know it's going into it's cheese without dairy I don't know how it could be classified as cheese if it's not dairy. I never worked that out. It's mixture of what is it, nuts or something? I don't even know. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't know the ingredients. I don't know. But um, they believed in it, and she's she's doing very well. It's great seeing those updates. It's great seeing how well they're doing, and just the sheer power of Shark Tank. Now, I mean, these things explode overnight. It's almost <laughs> unfair to just other businesses out there. Yeah, but. Uh, to be fair, ABC takes a
1: royalty, so they do. Yeah, whether, whether you get a deal or not, they take a royalty. I actually never knew that. Yeah. <laughs> know that it's very interesting. So, um, yeah, we I know some people who um, who didn't go on Shark Tank because of
2: that. Really? Yeah. Well, oh, I'm, I'm learning more every day. So, so it's a significant royalty, yeah, enough I, to concern you. It's six percent,
1: I think. It might have gone up or down depending on some stuff, but I think, I think it's close to
2: 6%. ABC's having a field day. Well,
1: (laughs) to. I mean, you you know, it's part of their, it's part of their strategy of first and foremost, they're the platform that's going to get you eyes. As you just said, you know, they're huge. So you will have sales. And so they don't want people going into the tank to just all of a sudden, yeah, I'm, uh, I need $10 million for 0.0%. And then all of a sudden their sales spike, and it's like, oh, well, they just f to everybody. No. You're going to give us <laughs> 6%, whether you want to or not.
2: It's completely understandable. So, They're
1: getting successful out of it. So, there you go. Alright, that's our episode today. Episode 27, and episode 1 of Beyond the Tank. We'll be back next week um, for episode 28. And Beyond the Tank, episode 2.
2: It's been a pleasure having you. Look forward to it. Great working with you. Hey, check me out on Twitter, at guy and a girl show I need followers I need some love I'll tweet you back I promise but thank you
1: there you go and um, you know I, I think we'll have him back next week if he wants to come back I, I you know Steph Z and Cameron they should the, the group should finally be back but it, it'll be interesting to uh, add a fourth person to the panel that likes Shark Tank and I think we'll have a fun dynamic So I, I might have passed the test I think v- verdict's still out
2: yeah okay. let's see how
1: the fans <laughs> vote in but I think uh, I say I vote yes